Welcome on in to the first ever, the first ever, and I didn't even put our pump up music yet because I have to say it before we even get started. The first ever Sports on Tap Seattle podcast. Postseason Mariner, Mariners. Oh my God. Mar the Mariner. I was going to say the Marinoffs. The Marinoffs. The postseason is here. The first ever. And obviously, podcast went around 21 years ago, but it's the first ever, George, Mariners postseason podcast. And we are the two brothers in sports. I'm Sammy. And I'm George. <sighs> That's all I want to do. It's an exhale, finally. I'm going to hit you guys with our intro now because I just had to say it. Actually, screw the intro today. You know why, George? Why? I'm not even playing the intro. What I'm going to play for us, and if you're watching on Spotify or YouTube, whatever, you can see the Cal Rally home run that got the Mariners to the playoffs, um, or you'll just hear it. So enjoy this. Instead of our, can I get a ho oh, yeah, just today, for this one time, unless they maybe win the World Series, I'm going to play an audio from the game for our pump-up. Here it is. The pitch from Acevedo. I got goosebumps. If you're watching on the screen, you might actually see it. I literally got goosebumps watching that again. And I want to say, of course, Dave Sims, friend of the show. He's been on before. Um, I had to play his. Uh, there's also the Rick Riz. Uh, it was like really good too. But the Dave Sims. They're all hey good. Now, They're all good. all good. But like, I got to show love to Dave Sims, friend of the show. So amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Cal Raleigh. Thank you, Big Dumper. Thank you whatever thanks for all the fans that stuck through it for the last 21 years and it's welcome to all the new fans who have we picked up along the way because yeah. you know how it goes when the team's good and i don't mind that there's a lot of people who don't have you know the the time they might have families they might have you know other things health work and they can't watch 162 games a year or, or stick through a team when the team's going bad I was going to say, oh, they can't watch 162 games of shitty baseball. Oh, shitty yeah. baseball. And they can't keep up with the team when they're not doing good. We also welcome those fans because it's okay. Not everyone has to be as dedicated. This is for the city of Seattle. This is for the Seattle Mariners organization. And yeah, maybe it feels a little sweeter for people like me and Sammy and the friends we have who stuck through it the whole time. But welcome those other people too. I, I hate when people get so upset about bandwagon fans. There's no, no problem. Come on in. Well, the reason the Mariners have bandwagon fans right now, number one, is they're America's team. Uh, when you're a lovable loser for 21 years, everyone gets on your side when you're winning. I mean, like people loved the Browns making the playoffs a couple of year, years ago in football. And I mean, if the Detroit Lions were making a Super Bowl run, a lot of people would root for the Detroit Lions in football. Uh, it is just what people like. They love getting on top of like these stories right the cinderella story and i wouldn't necessarily call us a cinderella story we won 90 games last year today officially what is it october 5th we won our 90th game the final game of the season before heading to the playoffs so back-to-back -to -back 90 win seasons it's not a cinderella story but it's a one of those heartwarming moments like man these guys have been the lovable losers for the last 21 years and now they finally made it um i think on top of that what we 
can't forget is also when you get somebody that's going to be one of the faces of the league and Julio Rodriguez. Um, see, I don't know if the Mariners would have been as popular of a team going into the playoffs last year without Julio Rodriguez. Right. Now with Julio, home run derby, the big smile, he's almost, he's like the kid 2.0, right? Griffey had that big smile, home run hitter, somebody that's very likable. We're not just talking about likable, like, oh, he's kind of likable. Like, we're t- like Mike Trout, some people like Mike Trout, but he doesn't have that, no offense to him, but he doesn't have that quality where he's like, he pops off the screen with his smile, right? Like in his excitement, yeah. Bryce, uh, Bryce Harper has it. He has the excitement, the hair flips. Um, you have guys like Tatis who's out for the season that had it. Julio Rodriguez has it right. He has the it factor and that helps. Yeah. Julio Rodriguez is going to be the darling of baseball, I think. And just, not, but I want to go back to what you said. Is this America's team? Because I think there's a certain amount of teams that no one has really been all year. <laughs> yeah, and has been all year. But like you said, the Browns, uh, when the Milwaukee what Bucks won the NBA championship a couple of years ago, I don't think there was a huge group of Americans like, oh, fuck Milwaukee. <laughs> you know, there's teams that no one likes. Houston Astros, the cheating. Dodgers, LA, New York, the Yankees. Cowboys. Cowboys, uh, Patriots. This is a lovable team. And I think that's really – it's and. Of course, they're going to put America's team against Canada in round one of a playoff. So, let's 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 do this for America. Yeah, really, USA, baby. And uh, it's it is funny. Like America's team, the lovable losers, got to go fight this war in Canada and uh, show them what we're made of. And it's it's going to be interesting. And it's fitting that it's the team. I don't know. It's just fitting that it's the Mariners. Like. Outside of New York, they're the next closest team to Canada, and we're like the closest, the uh, very closest team on the West Coast to anywhere in Canada, because there's like 70 that are close to the half the MLB is close to Canada in the East Coast. We're the right. only one on the West Coast that's close to Canada. Well, I think we're the so, only major city in the West Coast close to Canada in general, right? Like major, major city. Yeah, I mean Portland's kind of close. Like, yeah, but we're like three hours yeah, north. Of exactly. Us. I don't consider them close. Like we're on the border. Yeah. yeah. But that's kind of my point. It's like Midwest, East Coast, they're all next to Canada, and that has a third of the league is up there, right? Sorry, sorry, sorry. You mean Canada's close to them. We're doing this for Canada. Like, Canada's close to the USA. We're not close to Canada. That one did did not land very well. I'm going to be honest. I'm laughing because I... It wasn't supposed to land well. I'm laughing because it's how stupid that joke was. But the point is, they're next to each other. And the point is... It's pretty cool that it's the Mariners, the two teams that came in in 1977. They've never faced off in the playoffs because we've only made the playoffs five times. And I just think it's like a perfect storm that's that's coming to Toronto. And we're going to, I do, I do feel pretty confident. I think it's just, you know, there's a little bit of every emotion right now between the making the playoffs and breaking a 21 year drought. It's hard to get over that. Not going to lie. It's hard to get over that excitement, but at the same time, you got to shift to like, we got to win now. Right. Cause it's one, it's cool. You make the playoffs. If you lose, if you lose two games in a row and you're out, that's a wasted season. Right. Like a waste. I mean, so it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's hard to not just keep being excited about the playoffs about making it, but like, you do got to shift your mindset to like, okay, now it's time to fucking win. Yeah. So I guess what are your expectations then? Like, that's a good way to look at it. What are the expectations for the playoffs? Is our expectations, now that we've made the playoffs to win a World Series, because you can, or is your expectations to win this round, or are we happy being there? Because I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and go first. I'm not happy just being there. 
I think we have a good chance to beat the Toronto Blue Jays. And after that, I'll say, yeah, I'm obviously then we'll play the Astros and I'll want to beat the living hell out of them. But I'll be satisfied if we win around in the playoffs. I'll be super satisfied. I'll That's not like, how expectations work. You're talking about satisfaction level. Sure. What is your satisfaction? What would satisfy you? Because expectations is nothing. I mean, you're the un, we're the underdog according to Vegas. We are the lower seed. So the expectation would be to lose in the first round. If we're talking about what is the most likely like outcome mathematically is that they lose to Toronto. I mean, I don't. That doesn't mean I think they will. That doesn't mean I, I would bet a, like not, I'd bet on Toronto. I, I actually think the Mariners might. I do think the Mariners are going to beat them because of pitching. Um, but expectations would be we made the playoffs. Yes, because we haven't made it in 21 years. Now, satisfaction level is a different story. Uh, satisfaction level, I'm pretty satisfied right now uh, because it's step one. Now, if we lose to Toronto, like I, I can't sit here and I'm going to be bummed. Right, but, we'd both be bummed for sure. But like, what? We made the playoffs for the first time in 21 years, and we were the underdog going on the road in the wild card game. So it's like I wouldn't be necess- I wouldn't be like. You let us down. No, I mean that's that's kind of where they they that's where they stood at the end of the season, right? So I can't say it's like an extreme disappointment. You want them to win, um, I mean, but I mean, I guess like I'm satisfied I, if we win the World Series. Otherwise, it's all the same to me. Where it's kind of yeah, like, that's kind of how I feel too. Unless you're like we World made the playoffs, Series. it's good we broke it. You know, yeah. But I I really think losing in one round and not getting a home playoff game, I'm not satisfied. I guess that's where my satisfaction. That's, I need that's not. I, True though, because you, that'd be like so. You'd go back and you'd tell me that you'd be more satisfied not making the playoffs. No, no, that'd be so also you, not satisfied. I'm just that's saying that's where I'm saying satisfaction levels are very tricky because we are all very satisfied we broke the right. But now that we broke the drought, my satisfaction level is not breaking the drought. My satisfaction level is getting to play a home game on in T-Mobile Park. I, I really maybe yeah. if we were able to play a home game in this three game set, I'd be satisfied. But we don't get a home game, and it's just like it. It would really hurt me, like for to see this team make the playoffs and not get a home game. Like I really want a home game. I want a home game. Oh, we all do, but that's not so. so do the Mariners? But I don't think the Mariners players themselves. Um, can brace satisfaction just on making the World Series right now. And that's what they would say because the truth is it's you win it all or not. But at the end of the day, breaking almost a curse of 21 years is better than not breaking it. Right, so that, right. So satisfaction, I feel like you're being, satisfaction you're being too literal one, here. No, I'm not. You're not letting me finish my points. So it's like mm-hmm. satisfaction level one is checked off. Now, that's mm-hmm. how satisfaction works. Like, Every every level, there's another level of satisfaction other than winning the World Series. So it's like, I can't really tell you that I wouldn't be satisfied with the season if we lose this round. If we win this round, I'm going to have the same feeling about the next round. It's, I want to win this or I'm going to be disappointed. Right. So it's like, I think satisfaction levels are all based on the exact situation that you're in, right? Like, So I would be satisfied we broke the curse. And now if, if we win the first round, I'm going to be satisfied we won the first round, lost the second round. If we win the ne- you know what I mean? Like every round, I'm going to feel the same way of I'm going to be disappointed if we lose, unless yeah. it's a World Series. Obviously, you can't really beat the. And then I'm going to be like, I want to win a World Series again next year. Yeah, so, I, I guess. I'm but, satisfied but, breaking the streak this year. Okay. I'm expecting more, though. Like I want okay. them to make it to the next round. So I, I'm happy they broke the curse. I'm not satisfied unless they get a home playoff game. I really don't. I don't think it fulfills 
what the Seattle Mariners fan base deserves. <laughs> like it's almost too much of a tease for me if we don't get a home playoff game. Like we did it. We made 21 years and we get no games in Seattle in the playoffs. That would not be satisfying to me. It'd be a I'd be I'm happy, like good season, but I'm not satisfied. I'm leaving like I need a home playoff game next year. Like and I need it now, actually. I want it this year. That's where my satisfaction. That's what will satisfy. Yeah, I'm going to feel the same way about everything. Like I'm going to say, I'm so happy about the making the playoffs, and now I want to win a World Series next year and have a home game, and I want Julio to win MVP. So it's right, like, but there will be a tough. point. There will be a point in there, right? Like in my in my Mariners. Like I, if we don't win the World Series this year, I, was, I can still have a satisfying season. But like there will be a year, Sammy, where if the Mariners don't, I, I really do. Like 2001 it was not a satisfying year because they didn't win the World Series. They didn't finish it off like there is going to be a point yeah, that's actually really nice to think that one day there will be a time where we're going to like not winning the world series is going to be a disappointment yeah but the difference of 2001 is they were in the playoffs 2000 as well right yeah, so no, it was no, back-to-back totally. years that's where i'm just i'm maybe being a little too just happy and optimistic about what happened this year like oh whatever we made the playoffs and i don't actually feel that way you know that you know that like i'm going to be sitting on my couch friday at 107 p.m. Pacific time. And for those that don't know, that's the schedule. It's 107 Friday, 107 Saturday, and I think 207 on Sunday if they if if necessary. Yeah. Um I will No, it's today. 11 1107 on Saturday. Oh, it's 207, 207 now, yeah, Eastern. Yeah. Eastern. Right I will be Seahawks sitting game. on the couch freaking out, yelling, screaming in excitement or crying in despair, like throwing a controller if something bad happens. It matters a lot to me. But I'm just at that point, George, where it's been 21 years since you even got to step one. So like if I got to step one and for some reason after step one, I was lit down, I'm still going to walk away with my chest up high. Kind of like, you know what? Like we needed to get through that to for next year. Right. And because that's where I'm kind of at with it. Now I truly, if we want to move off of what we're like, what are expectations or what are satisfaction levels and just like truly what my gut says I actually do, and I will like, and I mean this with like, I'd put cash on it, like I'd put bets on this. I think the Mariners will win round one. I I wouldn't say to go as far as I think they would beat the Astros in round two. I actually think they would lose to the Astros in round two because first of all, we'd be coming off using Castillo and Ray and maybe Gilbert, and now we're on the next. It'd be like Kirby, and then somebody, you know, like it'd be a kind of a confusing situation. Yeah, but with Robbie Ray and Castillo on the mound for two games. Castillo, first of all, is one of the best aces in the league. And then Robbie Ray, who won the Cy Young pitching in Toronto last year. I feel comfortable with him going in there. I, I th- We have a way better rotation than they do. And there's if you look at a lot of the pieces... I mean, I also thought that we have a way better rotation than they do. We, I, we do. I'm not saying that they have a bad rotation, but the ro- we do have... Our, two, our top two pitchers are better than their two top two pitchers. I, I'm going to... I, that's what I thought too, until I looked at their, at least their number one pitcher who's having pro- a better season than both our number one pitchers. Castillo, I'm just saying, like, I'm Castillo's not saying like, better. Okay, sure. Castillo, you can, you want to sit here and keep saying he's better because we like him. He, he might be better. He totally might be better. But Alec Manoha is 16 and seven for 2.2 ERA and 180 strikeouts and under one whip. Um, He's having. He might be in the race for the Cy Young this year, and I I didn't even know that until now. I, at least their number one pitcher is uh, is really damn good. Their number two pitcher, we should. That's where we should take advantage of it. In Kevin Gossman. And who's their third? Barrios, right? 
Right. It is Barrios, who's also had a pretty he, Barrios has not had a good season. So it, it's a honestly, five two ERA. We have a much better staff. So like this is okay. Yeah. Like you can you can sit here and tell me that whatever Manoa, whatever his name yeah. is, okay, might be a little bit better than Castillo or something, right? But that's, the, this year, I don't know. I, I think Castillo might be a better pitcher. Okay, but once yeah. again, if you look at the three day rotation here, like who's the three starters for us and who's the three starters for them, we have a leg up on them with Ray and Gilbert going right. next. Right, but I, you just got... My, my scary thing here, and let's just talk about it now, some game time, forget everything else. My scary thing is we have to win. I, I can't... It's very hard to lose game one and then win two in a row. You got to win game one, and they're throwing their best arm on the mound. Like, it's... I know you don't have to win game one. You could win, lose game one and win two and three, but it just doesn't... Being down 1-0 feels so insurmountable, like, in theory. On the road, yeah. Yeah, it feels like it. I'm not saying it is. It just feels like when I hear that, I'm like, oh, no, don't do that. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously game one's extremely important because um, your Castillo's on the mound and you're on the road. It's obviously first to win two games. So I I had struggle having that conversation. I, I think I was telling somebody that today, um, texting it with my with some of my buddies on the Mariners group chat, yeah. but I was like, it's like, yeah, obviously game one's the most important game because it's first to win two. Like, yeah. So like, hundred percent. I mean, like even for Toronto, like I know they're at home, but like, same for them. Same yeah. for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like kind of like one of those, like no shit Sherlock, right? Like game one obviously is a must win because if you win that, you have to win one more. <laughs> like, and then if, if the other team wins the next game, then game three is the most important game. So it's kind of one of those confusing situations with a three-game series exactly. um, i just think i, I know, know. I, I don't maybe i'm putting too much weight on game one but i just feel like it means so damn much game one yeah, it does all right so i'm not crazy to think that way no okay but i don't know i'm just saying like i think we have the better staff so i'm uh i think we have the better staff which is what matters in a three game series, especially um, our bats are pretty comparable, I guess, in like some names, some spots yeah, um, looking through them. Like I believe like it or not, Sammy, I, and Springer and yeah, I didn't watch that know. much um, Toronto Blue Jays baseball this year. I don't know about you, but in general, like it's one of those things. I don't know that much about them, but let's see their leading batting average. We know this, these guys, Bo Bichette, 290, had 24 homers, 93 RBIs. Uh, Guerrero batted 274, 32, and 97. George Springer also 25 and 76, but he only played 130 games overall. Like, yeah, I think you're right. Um, Julio's probably, if you say who are the best bats in the series, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. won Guerrero too. Yeah. And then like Springer and France are both there. I mean, like, Bichette's probably the third best bat in the series. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but barely. It's not. It's not like it's like way better than everyone else. They also got whatever his name is, uh, Wit Merrifield. I know has some experience. Um, but I mean, like, I'm not really that scared about his experience. I was he on? He was on the World Series team, though. I think for Kansas Who? City, Wit Merrifield, 2016. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, they have some experience, but overall, like, just hypothetically. They're obviously maybe a little bit of a better team overall this season. Yep. But I think with our 
revamped pitching staff with just how we're playing right now in the last two, three games, which is actually very important. Don't forget. I could not agree last more. two or three nights, we got some home runs from Mitch Haniger, Julio Rodriguez, Ty France started hitting the ball again. Kelnick's been better overall in general. Suarez is just fucking Suarez. It's really important when your team's bats are waking up a little bit right before the postseason starts. And then you have Luis Castillo going on the mound, Robbie Ray and Logan Gilbert. It's not like we're in a bad situation. No, no, totally not in a bad situation, but it's just going to be stressful. I, we both know that it's going to be Friday's going to be an intense day. Saturday's going to be even more intense day because either Saturday's either going to mean it, Saturday means either win or go home or win and move on. No matter what happens, there, it's going to be a must win game for someone. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. No, or it's going to be win and force a game three. It's the, yeah, every I, possibility. I, I know. You said it's win or go home or lose. Or, or, and you're or out. Win. Yeah. Like, so no matter what, it's a do or die game for someone or a moving on game for someone. Like, no matter what, someone's going to be up one nothing. Well, it's not moving on. It'd be going to game three. It's not moving on in the series. So it's kind of all three options. It's either you're going home, right. you're moving on to the next round, or you're going to a game three. It's every single option. Right. But it's a do or die game no matter what, game two for someone. Is what I'm saying. No matter what like, happens, yes, but yeah. that's like so yeah, is game so three. Yeah, no, then game three is the ultimate one. Yeah, for both teams, it's a do or die. But someone's going to be in a do or die situation in game two, and I hope it's not the. I hope it's the Blue Jays in the do or die because that means if the Mariners win Saturday, we move on in two games. Like that, that'd be like my ideal situation. Just win game one, win game two, and let's, let's just get the show on the road. Hey, let's 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 go to. Um, I think you'll like this, MLB.com breaking down. The Mariners Blue Jays by position. Okay. Oh, this will be fun. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to present my screen. For those right. who are watching on Spotify or YouTube, you can check this out too, which is pretty cool. We are going to share uh, from, let's see if we got on here. Woo Can you see nice. this, George? Yeah, yeah. Of course I can see it. This is perfect. Does it just show the full screen or is it showing like 100 screens? It's showing just uh, the full okay. screen, but I can see your two tabs Mariners Blue Jays comparison. Perfect. Um, yeah. Okay. We have breaking down the Mariners Blue Jays position by position on MLB.com. So probably pretty good trusted source here. Yeah. That's probably the best one. We have the edge at catcher first. It is the Blue Jays. They're saying they might have the best uh, catching situation in baseball. Um, says no disrespect to Cal Raleigh, who now owns one of the biggest hits in franchise history. Um, but they have the advantage. So that's fair. Catcher advantage, George? Blue Jays. But even by, I mean, from reading what they uh, wrote on here, they didn't do a really good job convincing me that it's so easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? They have the best catching situation in baseball. Yeah. So that's fair. First base. Um, they're saying the Blue Jays, but it's closer than you think. And I'll tell you why. Because Ty France is, is extremely good. And Vladimir Guerrero is obviously extremely good. Um, but there's... I think this is one of the situations. The reason it says it's closer than you think is because like Guerrero's good, but you there's also value added to it because of his name. Right. Even though last year he almost won the triple crown. So let's not forget that. I understand. But like look, he said they both 131 OPS for Guerrero, 127 for uh Ty France. Ty France was the backup of the all-star game too. 
Vladimir Guerrero. Yeah, yeah, no, no, but I don't know. It's but no, no, just no disrespect to Ty France is, is what they're saying basically. Yeah, but this one has it's closer than you think. That the that was not said, George, on the catcher one. True for example. Um, second base. This is definitely gonna be Blue Jays. I don't yeah. even want to get there. Right? Who's our second baseman? Who are they even considering? Is it just I know Frazier? Frazier I guess Toro. Toro. Let's move on. They have all the edges so far. Don't like this. Shortstop, they have the edge, too, with Bo Bichette. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Okay, third yeah. base. Mariners! Yay! Gino! We did it! Uh, Gino is the best. So. Yeah. It's the best third baseman in baseball. I know everyone's uh, the joke. Hey, it's a joke. Just, just go with it. He's the coolest third baseman in baseball. Most swag. Yeah. And Gino's... Uh, he says, you know what? This won't be popular, but we're going Suarez. Let's Why go. Won't it be popular. Who's their third baseman? Uh Matt Chapman. <laughs> okay, he's pretty good. Yeah. Left field. We have a fucked up left field situation. So yeah. Blue Jays. I don't like where this is going. Yeah, it seems like they're all blue jays, but okay, let's keep going. Here Center we go. Field, Center field. We know it's the Mariners. Fuck you, George Springer. Let's go. Julio Rodriguez, Mariners. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Which we do. And Springer keeps getting, is kind of um, getting hurt a lot this year. Great name, though, George. No, that, that's all. That's the only thing I like about George Springer. <laughs> Julio's a cooler name. Sorry. Jorge. Jesus. Jorge Springer. Right field, Blue Jays. Okay. Well, we have Mitch Haniger. Um, They have Teoscar Hernandez. Okay, that's the best name. Teo Oscar. Is it Teo Scar or Teo Oscar? Teo Oscar. It's definitely Teo Oscar. Teo Oscar. Teo Oscar. Hernandez. You know what? This one should say it's closer than you think because Hanager's yeah. actually been playing better. And he's just been hurt. Yeah. Okay, designated hitter. Neither one has a regular DH. Blue Jays have the edge, though. Okay, this is fucked up. Yeah. All right, starting pitching Mariners and blue bullpen Mariners for sure, right? Tied in two games, but Mariners. In three games, so Mariners. Thank you. I was trying to tell George this, and he's all out here trying to tell me they have a better starting pitcher. No, no, no. I did not. You said that they are. We have a much better starting rotation. It's just a tight in two games of Mariners in three. So like, it's we're better, but it's not like much better. But so that's all. Their third pitcher is awful. So yeah, we that which better. because of that we actually kind of do have a much better rotation there. We have Robbie Ray, Logan Gilbert, and Luis Castillo. No, I love our I love our rotation. Don't get me wrong. Mariners, baby. Okay, relief pitching. Mariners. Mariners, Mariners thrive with excellent bullpen. He says Jays in three. Fuck yeah, you. But, but this guy's an idiot. Well, because he said Jays in three. Yeah, so he yeah. doesn't know. He doesn't know what's going on. I think literally. I think it was a typo. I think he met Mariners in three. Well, Mike hey, Pietro. Sammy, can, can you bookmark him on Twitter, please, Mike Pietro? Thank you. I was make sure as soon as the Mariners win this um, series, we send him his article about the Blue Jays winning in three. This fucking guy. <laughs> I'm kidding, but he's probably a good guy, but 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 he but not a fan right now. Okay, but he did prove my point, which I'm happy about. Which is George in the playoffs. There's one thing that I said the reason I think the Mariners will win the series, mm-hmm. and it was what pitching. So they're here's my question. How does he starters. think? Okay, cool. But how does he think if the pitching, like the problem is their third pitcher, how are they going to win in three? Like that, his theory is very different. Yeah, well, it's going to be Gilbert. He wrote that the pair of Castillo and 
Gilbert is better than their pair by slight edge, even though Ray is technically our game two picture. Yeah. So. Um, Logan Gilbert versus a guy off of six ERA in game three. I'm going Logan Gilbert. So am I. And the better bullpen. The Mariners bullpen could be especially. Okay. The Mariners bullpen has slightly regressed recently. But what people don't realize is they've been using like a long end bullpen. When they have their shortened bullpen right now with like, like they're, I don't know. When you have like your three best guys in the bullpen only right. going, it's going to be the best bullpen in the playoffs. Totally agree. So I think this is a uh, really exciting. At least. Yeah, me too. Uh, obviously. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I have so many things in my mind that I just, I was like, I was texting my girlfriend today and I was just like, what's up? Said something. That was it. And I, no, then, and I was just like, <laughs> I texted hey, my I girlfriend. I was like, what's Mariners. up? I was, I was getting there. Is that I was like, I can't believe the Mariners are playing Friday in the playoffs. All I can think about. That's literally what my whole text said. Nice. And it's like, I just can't believe it. That's all I said. Like all like every three hours, I'm like, wow, the Mariners play on Friday. Like yeah. in the playoffs. It can't come soon enough. Like, imagine if Friday, this would just be a great weekend. Friday, Thursday, the Broncos lose. Russell Wilson help our draft picks. Friday, Mariners win. Saturday, Huskies and uh Mariners win. And then Sunday we can watch the Seahawks game in peace and they just win. This guy has yet to go one podcast without saying the words Russell Wilson. We own the first round draft. We're at twenty ninth minute. We're in our last minute of this podcast, and I was like, "Wow, we went through a whole podcast, and we're on the Mariners podcast too." Maybe he would go a whole podcast without saying Russell Wilson, and he said it. I think someone loves Russell Wilson on this podcast. If you ever say that again, I'm. You talk about him like it's the ex you miss. Like, dude, I fucking hate him. Like that. Like I just talk about him all the time. You know, that's like that that ex. Yeah, but except that, like, the, if you go back, everyone listening to the Seattle podcast last year, I wanted us to get rid of him so badly, and I'm feel so good when he's gone. And now you miss him. Look, I don't, mi- I don't miss him one percent. I George, George uh, uh, ex. honestly, poor guy. Honestly, I when he's getting inducted to the Ring of Honor, I will turn off the TV and don't want to see, hear his fucking bullshit speech. I love you, Seattle. No, you don't. I'm not even gonna respond. This guy talks about Russell Wilson all day and all night. This guy called. I was out of town this weekend. This guy called me specifically to be like, Bruce Wilson lost. <laughs> we like own the, the first round draft pick. <laughs> That's a better way to say it. I like it. The Broncos lost. And corny ass Russell Wilson. I'll say it. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Welcome to the party. All right. We'll see you guys uh, probably Friday afternoon after the Mariners win. We'll hop on maybe YouTube live even and do a couple things and oh, see you on this podcast. Fun. So love it. Go Mariners. What did you say before the game? Go Marinos? Go Marinos. Yeah, go Marinos. That's the it's Hispanic Hispanic heritage. game. Yeah, Hispanic heritage. Oh, fuck off, George. All right. <laughs> Jorge. God, this guy. Always trying to... Remembering from minute one. Me, my Marinos and Russell Wilson. Just can't get it off his mind. Nope. I love your Marinos. Russell Wilson, clearly. This guy. Misses his ex. Gino Smith, baby. Just remember Gino Smith. Go Mariners. You mean Hino. It's the year of Geno's. Eugenio Suarez. And Eugenio Smith. <laughs> Much love, guys. Thanks for stopping by. And uh, We did forget. it! Go, go Mariners. Go Mariners. Peace.